All right, guys, welcome to episode 15 of a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, the podcast where Brandon sent me a text to say he's not coming over for Raw when I never invited him over in the first place. Brandon. Podcast. We're here. <laughs> Brandon, why do you have a lender? <laughs> why do, if people are just listening to the audio version right now, they don't understand what just happened. You, you just held up a lantern. Oh, it's all How long good, have you been 15 episodes in, you've been waiting, you've been holding off with that gem? No, no, I mean, it's it's getting dark in here, man. I got to get ready for the hurricane season. Aren't we like out of the hurricane season? Like, I know, ready? but it's, it's going to come back around, man. I got to be prepared. Well, so you got that. You were supposed to be buying Christmas gifts for your family, but instead you bought a lantern for yourself. Good job, Brandon. <laughs> oh, crap. You're right. <laughs> it is. Uh... Oh, damn. It is the Christmas season, and, you know, I'm in the giving mood. So I decided, you know, since this is the last episode before Christmas for us, that maybe I should bring on some friends because I just don't want to be talking to you. I, Wait a I want to be talking. I want to have that warm, fuzzy feeling from friendship that I don't get with you. We got some friends? We do have some friends. So we have uh, Drew and Keith. What up? Hey, Keith, guys. My, <laughs> you might remember Keith. He was actually on an episode before. Mr. Jackie Full of Bourbon. That's uh, to you. <laughs> <laughs> Drew is actually new to the podcast, but not not really because he's been listening to like every episode and giving feedback. So thank you a lot, Drew, for that. You are welcome. <laughs> so you all uh, came over for TLC. Actually, we all had fun at my house. And that right, Brandon, you came over late. I had I had a lot of fun though, and I had uh, some pizza. I uh, had some sun kiss. All jokes aside, Brandon paid for all the pizza. So, round of applause for Brandon. Hey, and Brandon beat me there. So, that's like, I can't really hate. It's amazing. <laughs> so, he guys, almost fell asleep. He did. <laughs> did. He was actually like two seconds away from falling asleep. And then Keith arrived and he couldn't. Keith came in the clutch. He brought his brother heat. out. That's right. <laughs> so, he switched guys, chairs. Brought that Ziggler energy. <laughs> Dude, I can't even hate on Dolph Ziggler. I've actually been liking uh, Dolph Ziggler a little bit. I'm his new biggest fan. I, I know. I've actually been listening to his theme song in the car. and <laughs> So obviously I'm in the middle of a crisis and someone needs to come talk to me for a little bit. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never get on the theme song, but Ziggler's won my heart. Look, we're all here to show the world, you know, what we're really capable of. And that right, Brandon. Hey, I have perfection. Yeah. That's the old theme song. He hasn't used that in like four years. <laughs> Five years, actually. You know why? Because Mr. Perfect Son, Curtis Axel, Axelmania <laughs> debuted and made him change that theme song. So Mr. Perfectson. Mr. Perfectson. That's right. It's like a Jewish substitute teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is this is off to a good start already. <laughs> wait, wait, what are you what are you drinking there, hey, Kenny? Brandon, what the hell do you think I'm drinking? What what do I always drink on this podcast? Beautiful, delicious Ethos coffee, guys. Save ten percent off with code Don't Sleep at EthosRoasters.com, and uh, that's uh, in addition to their free shipping on orders over thirty five dollars. Thanks for the segue, Brandon. Appreciate that. I had no idea that was so organic. Like your coffee. <laughs> Speaking of organic, what are we all feeling about wrestling this week? How'd it come across? Organic or tainted like Brandon? Uh, I, I had high hopes going into the uh, the McMahon surprise, but it was a little, uh, little meh. Oh, no. So AC from New York has joined our podcast in the form of Keith Odell. <laughs> And he's I'm sure to say it was trash. It was absolute trash. <laughs> the, these guys love AC from New York. This might be the last time I mentioned him because he hasn't responded. I pretty much killed him. I killed him with like a parody video on YouTube. And I invited him on the podcast. He still hasn't responded. So you know <laughs> nothing raw with trash. Absolute trash. <laughs> It looks like he just applied some just for men. Uh, just like his latest review videos, where it's just looking real dark. Looking real dark there, AC. He's got that bitch off tint. 
that bitch off tenth. Auburn Brown number five. <laughs> I was gonna say I can go grab a fitted hat, shave my mustache real quick. I'd be ready to go. But you'd you'd have to uh, gain your virginity back anyway. Oh. Yeah, I'm not hey, about they can, that. They can do that now. <laughs> Science is crazy. Wait, yeah, can't they like put the hymen back in? Yeah. Oh, so wrestling this week, guys. <laughs> we had <laughs> so first of all, I think um I won't touch too much on TLC because we uh we did do a little review ski on the YouTube there, the four of us. If you want to check that out, you can hear our live opinion right after uh TLC. Uh so going right to Monday Night Raw. Um, once I saw the announcement that Vince McMahon was coming. Uh, to shake things up, quote-unquote, uh, I got excited. A lot of people uh, did not because they like to just bitch and moan, not mentioning who I'm talking about. But a lot of I saw a lot of people go, well, Vince ain't going to change shit. So I feel like because people went in with that mentality, that they didn't expect anything, so they didn't think anything, anything uh, changed. Keith, what do you think about that? Uh, it's kind of ironic that they just beat Corbin up again, though. Like, oh, we're going to have change. Let's immediately do something we just saw. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to explain it for you. That's what I like to do. <laughs> so what I, what I feel they did was establish themselves as baby faces. Like right there. It was to let you know, like, this is not the authority, but this is the McMahon family listening to the fans. Because remember, a couple of weeks ago, Stephanie was like, Corbin's her right-hand man, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it was just like a clear um, a, a clear admonishing of, of Corbin to say, we're baby faces. We're going to listen to you. We're not the old McMahon family. So you're saying this was a shoot? It was a shoot, brother. No, no. I, I'm, saying, I'm saying it was uh, it was just done so that we there's no question on if they're aligned with Corbin or not. But what happens to Corbin now? He goes back to, to the end of days and beating the crap out of people. The and lone wolf? The lone wolf, essentially. The lone old wolf. Hey, uh, he, I mean, that hairline was receding. He needed to shave it anyway, so it's all good. Oh, what yeah, did you, better. What did you guys think of you know Corbin's run as the uh, general manager there? Um, I think he played a perfect heel. I think that's kind of what they were striving for. He just was looking out for himself and he picked two friends that were the big baddest guys and he just tried to do what he could to benefit them. Yeah. So um, with me, I'll tell you a heel and a lot of people don't think about this in 2018. Everyone's a a freaking smart mark and uh, you know, thinking they're better than everybody else. But a heel is what someone who has no redeeming qualities about them whatsoever. So when people go, I don't like that Baron Corbin, he's not a good character. Ding, 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 ding. He's a fucking heel. He's perfect. You're not supposed to like him. He's supposed to be a dick. He's supposed to represent everything you hate. So if he's a, if you don't like him, he's doing his job. Heels that are doing things like, oh man, Kevin Owens, he's awesome. Like, and I love Kevin Owens. Don't get me wrong, but he's kind of like the cool heel. You know what I mean? So that he's not the traditional heel. Uh, Baron Corbin played a traditional heel. We don't like him at all. Yeah, they kind of, it felt like they were kind of building a little sympathy for him there with that uh, Seth Rollins confrontation when he was poking him in the chest and telling him how all the you know all his problems were hit, you know originated from Seth Rollins. I, I had a little uh, sliver of sympathy for Baron Corbin in that moment. That's because you're none. a dick, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. He looked like a, a sad dad that just got laid off. Like it just, ugh. <laughs> Great insight there, Keith. <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely Wait, love so it. Do we know what's some shit? <laughs> do we know what's happening with Alexa Bliss now? I I've heard rumors return. that she's cleared. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> Drew's girl right there. Hopefully, his girl's not listening right now. Clear. <laughs> Drew, when, uh, when did you first sort of discover Alexa Bliss, man, and the glory that is? <laughs> I think when she got called up, honestly, she got called up and just something about her mic skills just set her apart from every other girl on the roster. Thank you. 
because a lot of people like hate on her for no reason and it's like well who can really promo her on the mic you know uh not a lot ronda rousey might give her a run for her money but alexa bliss was something special on, on the mic when she first came up absolutely and i mean i just thought she played that she made you hate her and i mean she was doing her job she was supposed to be a heel Right, goes back to heels. This is this is the heel cast today. We're gonna talk hmm. about heels in a positive light. Speaking <laughs> of which, Keith wants a heel Ziggler jacket. Somebody hook oh, this dude. man up for Christmas. Yo, the heel club Ziggler jacket is <laughs> dope. It's it's he got like a, a sheen to it. It's real uh real shiny. With the he wouldn't stop club talking club. about it during TLC. He's like, I want a heel club jacket. And I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. I, I heard you the first time, dude. Dude, they're just missing <laughs> a huge merchandise opportunity there with the heel club jacket. Why? Because you and like Brandon will buy it? Yeah, that's two right there. Hell yeah. It. But I, I can't even hate on Ziggler right now. I like Ziggler. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I, I have to play my character, you know. Bro, why don't um, you slide into his DMs? Ask him to send you one. It's true. He might send you one. I don't know if we're the same size though. He's he seems like he might be smaller than me. Remember, TV is deceptive. He's probably bigger than you, and you don't even realize it. Yeah, he's just staying next to Drew McIntyre, who's like twelve feet six, tall. Six. Yeah. It's like a Viking with a club in one hand and a, and a ball in the other, and standing 10, 11, 12 feet tall. If you can tell me what movie that's from, anybody here or listening right now i will buy you a heel club bicycle jacket <laughs> it's from an upcoming rick fuller biopic <laughs> you thought he was just a jobber in wcw no he's a jobber who works at dunkin donuts <laughs> we so, him on the podcast dude can we find rick fuller yeah that's someone like- someone out there if you our friends or, or the, the offspring of Rick Fuller. <laughs> Can you get him on this podcast? Because we worship him like a God. Son. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, it's funny. I, I saw a lot of backlash um, on the McMahon's appearing on TV. And a lot of people were like, well, you should boo them. You should boo them like crazy. Well, first of all, the McMahon's are, are on TV. Uh, they got like the loudest pop of the night. I mean, so that's to tell you what the general consensus is about them. But I'm going to use a football analogy here. If you're a Packers fan and you're completely critical of the fucking team, if Vince Lombardi walks out, are you going to boo him? Absolutely not. It's, it, do you get what I'm saying? So people are like, oh, well, boo Vince because he's this This was shit shows and, and this the creative was terrible. But it's like, no, the reason we're even watching WWE is because of Vince McMahon. So, of course, he's going to get really loud cheers. And if you're so fucking short-sighted that you can't see why that is, you shouldn't be a wrestling fan. I'm going to flat out say it. Yeah, <laughs> did I not say New that? York. Did I not say What's that on his little live thing? Yeah. Saying, why, why do you even watch wrestling? We did an invasion angle, and we, uh, <laughs> we watched his, uh, his quote-unquote review. Um, the uh, viewership went up for this week's episode. Says, uh, yes, can, you, can we talk week. about that? Because ratings are indicative of the fact he didn't actually he didn't use the word indicative because he doesn't understand what that word means. He's like, indicative. But anyway, he was telling me obviously the fans thought the shows were shit the last couple weeks because the ratings sucked. And I told him that's indicative of the fact that you burned us in the first couple episodes. Why want why would we want to watch the next? So using his logic, the ratings were up. That means it was a good episode. Done. Can we all agree on that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was at least something different. You know, it, it was uh it's always good to see Vince out there. And like even though they were booing, I, I think the boos in a lot of ways were kind of like playful. You know, they, they were, were not booing. They were not booing. They cheered the crap out of him. He was the one that made them boo as in he's like don't you boo me and so when he said that of course they were yeah, like, boo, yeah. because you know that's how Master's fans are spinner. and he laughed it off so yeah. i mean yeah it's just i think it was a way to show you that this is this is vince this is the fans right here and he has him right there he has him in the palm of his hand just like 
always. He's the greatest heel in the history of the business. Yeah, he let Corbin do his thing there for a minute, and then you know, it was funny to watch Vince kind of take it back and like take over and let Triple H jump in there and kind of redirect it. Yeah, I think I think he knows that Triple H is viewed at, uh, in the fans' eyes as the savior of the WWE and the guy who's like going to give us what we want too. So he kind of like gave him the reins and kind of let him do that. So that's cool. I mean, they're they're self aware, right? So that's a word a lot of people don't understand. Wrestling fans, especially. They're very self-aware. They understand that, you know, we have not liked what they've been giving us. And that goes to back to the word that I wrote down here. I was telling you all in the podcast that I wrote down this word and I couldn't remember why. This is why accountability. <laughs> so they had <laughs> so they had a lot of accountability here. They were very self-aware. They basically said, look, we know what's been happening and we're not going to do that anymore they basically stepped out of character to talk to the fans and say look we're going to change the direction and yet people are still like well the raw, raw was exactly the same if you were so stupid that you thought raw was the same it wasn't was it like a total 180 no because if you do a 180 you would turn off every single fan because you know it's got to be familiar but different right so they at least took steps in the right direction now i'm going to give you a spoiler alert because nobody's going to understand this Next week is Christmas. So the two episodes that they've taped for uh, next week, I promise you they won't be that good because the ratings will suck anyway. Even if they gave a Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock on Christmas night, the ratings would suck. So anybody that's going to review, you know what I'm talking about, anybody that's going to review next week's episode and say, well, you see, ratings are down again, and it shows that the fans are not buying this new regime, I'm calling you out right now. Ratings are down every year for around Christmas time. Did, I'm, I'm telling you, I promise you, go listen to his review next week. I promise you he'll say that. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're starting to solidify the things that they're probably going to pursue going into WrestleMania season and you know Royal Rumble, of course, like the different feuds that are probably going to start to evolve. Right. And so let's talk about you know new feuds and things like that. What did we all think about the NXT call-ups that they announced? I'm excited, but it's uh, I don't know. Spoiler. <laughs> you yeah, didn't, like, you didn't like the fact that they just announced it. Yeah, I always like the surprise. I do too, uh, Brandon. You you had something to say? Sorry. Yeah. Well, what I was going to ask was the call ups that the the people that they're calling up. Do they really sort of spice things up or change the way they do things? Or are they kind of yes. types of characters that Vince already likes, and he's bringing them in? But they're already, does, you know. Does it matter though? Does it matter if, if those are, are one and the same? Uh, and and to, to answer Keith's question, um, or to answer your point, I should say, um, damage control. Damage control is the reason why they announced these wrestlers all of a sudden. I don't think they would have done it to where they were like, okay, here are the NXT call ups, but it's more so because the ratings have, you know, dwindled in the past couple weeks they were like okay we got to do some damage control and let people know that we got some stuff coming so as opposed to letting you know them debut in the royal rumbles which is probably what they were going to do is like these people were coming in the rumble and and then gonna join the main roster wwe was like okay let's announce them that way people will tune in knowing that they're coming so again, it, it's like I understand the philosophy behind it. I agree with you that I love the surprise element, um, but it's just they had to do something. They had to say, "Look, we got change coming." I think they're gonna save like the bigger names for possibly like surprises, hoping maybe at the Rumble somebody like Adam Cole comes in, is in the Rumble, and it's kind of like his getting called up. I almost Possibly. don't want him to be called up, though, to be honest with you. I want him to win the NXT title uh, before he gets called up. And, and I know that's selfish, but uh, I, I really do. I don't want him to leave NXT without that title. Well, my thought process is some of our best people we got on the main roster have never been NXT champ, never even sniffed the title. I mean, what did Elias do in NXT? First of all, he drifted from town to town and showed up backstage how dare you uh, how dare you <laughs> squander the works of Elias in NXT? But I'm saying is he 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 didn't win a title. No, so, I mean Elias, he doesn't necessarily no, need to win right. a title. And Elias was never meant for for NXT. 
um, he was never going to succeed in NXT because he was a guy who had a character suited for the main roster. And I told Brandon that, and then sure enough, he went to the main roster and he just killed it. He's another killing it. Person, another person that I think has that same dynamic is the one I'm most excited for in the call-ups, believe it or not, Lacey Evans. Believe it or not, the one I'm excited for the most out of all of those, and you'd expect me to say EC3, but it's Lacey Evans because she just has this like classy gimmick where she's like, I'm a real woman and all of you women, you know, you should bow down to me kind of thing. I think it's going to, she's going to hit her stride on the main roster. Can you imagine her feuding with Sasha Banks? Because Sasha Banks is a little bit more, you know, she has the whole ratchet character going and the, you know, the bling and stuff. And can you imagine Lacey Evans going, ugh, what are you wearing, sweetheart? You know, that kind of thing. And she has like her own hashtag, which is no more nasties. Like she calls people who, are not classy nasties <laughs> her, her finishing move which i don't know how this will affect nia Jax, but her finishing move is a right hand that she calls the women the woman's right it's <clears throat> freaking amazing like that's the yeah, main that. roster gimmick right there she just knocks people out and says i have a right a woman's right <laughs> you know it's like, it's like a perfect gimmick like, <laughs> that's some old school shit right there yes it, it is and then old school is new school sometimes like you know i mean she's gonna i think she's gonna be the star of 2019 mark my words she looks like a pinup girl yeah <laughs> yeah and that's exactly what she's going for she's going for that old pinup you know look and uh yeah she's she's gonna be great i mean brandon Go ahead. Do you think it's time for like the WWE to bring back sort of the photo shoots and like the DVDs? Why did I cut to him? <laughs> we were talking about women. What did you expect? Yeah. I know well, that's my. Well, fault. I mean, you know, she's bringing back the pinup look. Maybe they could do like a pinup thing, like Sable's Women's Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll pay for it. You'll fund it. <laughs> like you'll provide the funds to create the whole venture. Well, then I mean, like, I'll buy like the DVD. <laughs> All right. The reason I look like I've just trailed off is because I'm just hearing Celine Dion in my head to get me through this time and get us to the next topic. <laughs> Cause I'm your lady. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, are we just going to gloss over heavy machinery like that? Yeah, let's go back into heavy machinery. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're not excited to see the dozer? So, so let's talk about, let's talk about heavy machinery. All right. So, so heavy machinery, Otis Dozovic, I can never say his name. Otis Dozovic. Am I saying it correctly? Dozovic, Dozovic. Dozovic. Yeah. He is going to be a star. because He's got more charisma in his pinky finger than most wrestlers have in their entire body. He is a walking character. He looks like a human thumb and he's just, oh. The whole He's station waits, baby, and he just goes, he just walks around like that. Oh man, it's. I'm sure Vince took one look at him and was just like, "I'm taking him to the main roster." He reminds me of Vader. He has like. A redneck Vader. He's like he's like a goofy Vader though, because yeah. he's got like he's Vader was like really serious, you know. Whereas yeah, he like, Otis the, uh... is just yeah, Otis <laughs> just lumber. He's got the lumbering around thing. I get you, but he's he's got so much more potential in terms of character. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'll touch on Lars Sullivan. I've been wanting to say this for weeks, and I haven't said it on the podcast. What the hell do I have to be scared of about Lars Sullivan? He looks like he can't even get a webcam to work because on in his promos, it's just his shit stretched all the way to the side. It looks like 56K. Like me. <laughs> but even then, you see your your like perfectly 16 by 9 aspect ratio. His is like a taking a 4 by 3 like an old TV show and stretching it to the side. I'm hitting you with some TV terms here, guys. Look them up. But he's just stretching them to the side and it just like his like block his blockhead. I'm I was just like, I can't take you seriously. You can't edit a video, you bastard. But he in fact, he doesn't know how. Sorry, what are you saying, Keith? So he's got the body of a gorilla and the mind of a professor. But he doesn't know how to use technology. In fact, today, apparently, Becky Lynch was going off on her Twitter rants. And then Lars Sullivan comes in and says something. But I'm the freak is what he said. And then she commented with a, a, a gift that just was like, and who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know, something like that. And so he deleted his tweet. <laughs> and then Becky Lynch called him out, like, "Why'd you delete your shit?" <laughs> you know, and he was like, "I got owned by the man." <laughs> like he basically <laughs> admitted to it. Um, so speaking of goes women. back to what I it goes back to what I've been saying. Lars Sullivan can't use a fucking computer. But anyway, go ahead, Drew. Nikki Cross. 
Nikki would she Hills? not have been? Would she not have been perfect for Sister Abigail? Uh, she would have. I don't play know why me. they didn't run play with it. Drew, play with me. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, she would have, but like you know, at this point, I think Bray Wyatt's getting a repackage, so it doesn't even matter. Um, well, I like her as you know the twisted sister of NXT right now, and uh, you know the reason I'm not excited for her call up is like I feel like she should have been called up with Sanity to begin with. I don't, I don't think you know everybody's nodding with me, so I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, the, I don't know why they didn't call her up, but you know I guess they felt like they had a void in the women's division in NXT, and they needed to keep her a little bit longer. Uh, but anyway, she's coming up now finally, and I hope that means Sanity is actually going to do something. They did yeah. something on SmackDown this week, so that's cool. I hope they kind of like put her back with them because I, when I first saw Sandy, that was like a huge draw to me was like the fact that they had her in there as well. Right. Like nice contrast to Killian Dane. Right. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think she's actually dating Killian Dane. Yeah, that's a <laughs> horrifying image. <laughs> Dude, what's horrifying is uh, the little so whatever the chick is with uh, Andreas is married to Alistair Black. Ah, uh, my girl, hey, Selena girl. Vega. That's it. Selena Vega, nice. Yeah, she's married to, to Alistair Black. Black. Hey, he well, Alistair Black's a handsome man. Yeah, he knows dude, the dark arts. That's my NXT dude. I'm I love, love Alistair Black too. I can't even hate on him. I'm not hating on him, but it's just a weird pairing. <laughs> like I would have never jealous, thought of bro. it. You're just jealous, bro. What happened with uh with Austin Aries? Uh Austin Aries pretty much what happened with his wrestling career, which is he, he got too big for his britches, thought he was the shit, and then all of a sudden he's down here and everybody else is up here. So that's Austin Aries in a nutshell. And I love Austin Aries too, but uh, apparently he has too much of an ego. Yeah, I liked him a lot in uh when he was in WWE, he had that WrestleMania match with, was it Rich Swan? No, no, he was uh, with Neville, actually. Neville, it was Neville. We were there. We were there. Brandon's actually already nodding off by the time that match happened. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it was the freaking pre-show. <laughs> that was a good match. <laughs> that was a great match. It, it should have definitely been on the main card. I think that was one of the reasons he wanted to leave i don't know well i don't know we didn't get confirmation i think he got fired i think he actually admitted to being fired as opposed to leaving so uh but yeah it sucks they put that on the the pre-show i mean just like tlc why they put elias and bobby lashley on the pre-show yeah that that was like one of the main draws granted i, I missed that part anyway but that was one of <laughs> right. the main draws for you me. didn't come into like the halfway through the main event as it was yeah you know, not really but sometimes you just got some shit going on and you know Brandon, hit him with the pose. Wait, who's? Oh, yeah. Hold on a second, yes. With your favorite pose. <laughs> How's that? No? Is it in the frame? The best glutes in the business. Right. His ass is money. It smells like money. It is money. Sometimes it smells like ass. <laughs> You know, this is definitely one to watch the video version this week as opposed to listening to the audio version it's because the that likes to shoot. <laughs> Here's, there's your hype man, Brandon. <laughs> My man. <laughs> My man, Bobby My Lashley. Man. He has a very distinct voice. What, Leo Rush? Yeah. Are you guys digging this feed? It's so cool. Yeah. What would you say, Brandon? I was asking if you guys are digging this feud with uh, Elias. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Russian Lash. Yeah, I I really like Bobby Lashley as a heel. I know he like has gotten some flack from certain people, but uh, I, I I like him a lot more as a heel than I did as a face. He's a lot more interesting. I think that's the problem I have with everyone is they're they're like, well, you see, he's boring. I'm like, did you see his baby face run? Like, I think we're at least going okay. We see the upside now. Like, we see potential there. As opposed to like, as a baby face, we're like, why is he a baby face? What's going on? He was an American hero. They tried the American hero pitch. Uh, when you beat Roman, I think it was the best thing he did in his uh, baby face run. And even that was kind of confusing because you had two guys who were like baby faces, but then they were being booed like heels. So it's like, it was just confusing as shit. Yeah, no one wants to see a heel match, heel on heel. First of I all, do. that's not true. <laughs> yeah, you see? Thank you, Drew. That was sarcasm. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. 
I know. Yeah, we almost heel turned on you just now. <laughs> that was a false turn on my part. <laughs> okay, Ric Flair. That was like a Braun Strowman turn. Ric Flair was the king of turning babyface, and then like two seconds later, low blowing the guy and turning back heel. <laughs> the Big Show too. The Big Show is like bi-weekly. This 564th heel turn that he did the other week. He he's actually babyface again, guys. Is he? I don't know if you know that. Yeah, he turned what? he turned on the bar recently. Like he punched one of them out, and I was like, he literally just turned like four weeks ago. It's crazy, but it's true. He's not even going to be on TV, <laughs> so who cares? Right. I think they were just like babyface turn and then make a wish. You're oh, out. You make a wish? <laughs> yeah, he punched Cesaro. I do remember seeing that. <laughs> All right, guys. I think it's time we talk about the lady some more because how about this gauntlet match on Raw? Alisa Fox, Bailey, <laughs> Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Ember Maroon, aka the Connorscure Kid, <laughs> Natalia, Ruby Riot, looking hot, Sasha Banks, the boss. That should um, be long. <laughs> that shit was long. <laughs> um, um, what happened? You know, Did they I, just not have anything else to do for an hour? They're like ran out of material. They're like, hey, you know what? Just go out there, wrestle no, for an hour. The cool. women's division's hot right now, man. Like the women's division's real hot right now. So they were just like, let's go with it. Like you know, they obviously rewrote the whole RAW after the last two weeks. So um, they were like, let's let's give the fans what they want. <laughs> <laughs> Women's wrestling. Less of what they don't like, more of what they do. I like the way it came about was like Ronda Rousey doing the open challenge and then, you know, all of them clamoring and Stephanie coming out with them. First of all, I thought Stephanie was bringing them out to attack Ronda Rousey. <laughs> it was like 10 of them. Um, but in reality, she was like, okay, one at a time, you know, gauntlet match. Um, they did decent for, you know, the amount of time they had. They, I mean, they were short matches. Don't get me wrong. Like, it was a long gauntlet match, but short matches. Uh, they did decent. I don't know how I felt about that ending Raw, though, because I, I never feel like... I don't care men or women, so nobody look at me and say it's just because it's a women's segment. Um, I don't feel it's good to end a Raw on a gauntlet segment because it already is kind of long, so by the time it ends, you're almost like, oh, thank God, it's over. Yeah, there's like <laughs> nothing to, like to look forward to, I guess, after it was like, there wasn't even like a cool angle or anything after it was just like Natalia won. Oh yeah. That's her friend. Okay. See ya. Like, right. And that was another thing. It's like, there's no animosity. It was like Natalia won and she's finding her best friend. Like it would have been one thing if Natalia like heel turned on her or something, like something happened and you'd be like, Oh shit. Okay. We got to tune in for this match. Um, you know, I would have, if this was the attitude era, they would have cut backstage. Vince would have been standing there, you know, and then got run over by a car, and that would have been the end of Raw. And they would have been like, you know, Vince died before Christmas, so let's tune in next week to see if he, he'll make it home. Yeah, yeah it's like the baby <laughs> wins, and then they go to the screen, and some awful shit happens backstage that relates to them, and then it goes, and it's off. Right. That's We need more of that. Right. You know, and, and this leads me to a question I've been actually wanting to ask on the podcast, and that is, do are, are fans of the golden era – Fans who got their start in the golden era. Do we have more patience than someone who started watching wrestling in the attitude era? Someone like Brandon, for example, I'm not saying that to diss you, buddy, <laughs> but like, do I, for example, do I have more patience in wrestling because it wasn't as fast paced as it was in, uh, in the attitude era? I started in the attitude era. So I have patience, but I think that also has to, that's just me as a person. And right. I don't, I'm kind of like you. I don't sit there and, and try to point out all the negatives. I try to find all the, all the positives in a, in a match or, or whatever's going on this week or next week, whatever the case may be. So I might be a weird exception maybe. Yeah. But that's because you're a good guy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Brandon <laughs> speaking, speaking of not good guys, Brandon, <laughs> You know what? I wanted more Braun Panties matches, to be honest. <laughs> it really sped it show up. Why do you even cut to him? <laughs> but seriously, you're an Attitude Era fan, Brandon. <laughs> do you do you have less patience for what's going on, or do you feel like you have patience for what's going on? 
I, you know what? I, I kind of like the randomness. I like to be swerved is, is really what I like. Um, now that I've been, you know, watching this stuff more often, I, I'm, I feel myself uh, being more forgiving of certain things or sort of letting things play out and see where it's going to go. I don't want to necessarily bash something right off the bat. Cause maybe it'll turn out, but. Right. Cool. Okay. So you see, that's, that's good insight. That's probably the, the most eloquent thing you've ever said on the podcast, Brandon. So I'm definitely editing that out. Um, <laughs> Keith, you're you're kind of a weird fan in the sense of you watched it like you know when you were younger, uh, kind of went away for a while and came back. So so what's your take on this? I think it's it's patience, but it's also like they have to build trust with the fans. Like that was the thing. Like I guess maybe like in the Attitude Era, and like for me with WCW, like even though like the bad guys were winning a lot of the time and like shit was going on that I didn't agree with, or it would piss me off at the end of the day. Like you knew stone cold, Steve Austin was going to get the better of Vince McMahon. Somehow sting was going to get the better of Hogan, whatever. But like, they don't have that same, they don't get that trust now from us. Cause there's kind of like, it builds a story and then falls out, doesn't go anywhere. So I always, I always try to put my faith in Vince when I can. I, I totally agree with that. That was actually a really good point. And um, do you think that's because of the way technology uh, has influenced our world? Like everything is so fast paced now. So do you feel like they almost go, okay, fans don't want this payoff because it's taking too long. So we're going to run with this instead. So almost sometimes they put the squash on what was supposed to happen and just completely change it. Yeah. People kind of want like that instant gratification where you said, right. Right in our hand. Right. That's what I was going to say. Instant gratification. Essentially, we're instant gratification society. We're a society that when we click a button, we want something to happen. You know, gone are the days of 56K when Brandon would take, uh, you know, half an hour to download an Asian model uh, right before his mom walked in and caught it. <laughs> it took so damn long. But now <laughs> it's like instant. I just type it in, boom. Yoshirai comes right up. <laughs> Brandon, what happened to your mic stand? You had a mic stand in the last couple of episodes. What? Why are you holding your mic here? I think I left it uh, at Stefano's house. To be honest, so I got I got to get it back. So we'll you think our it. listener? So you think our listeners know who Stefano is? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I thought you were going to edit this out. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. I don't edit anything embarrassing you say out. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I think it's at his house. So uh, I got to go get it back, I guess, the next time. Next time that we do a professional podcast. Yeah. Thank you, by yeah. the way. Speaking of professional podcasts, Drew is the MVP of this episode for making you silence your cell phone before we came on air. He literally asked you, he said, put your phone on silent because I'm sick of listening to episodes where your phone goes off. So thank you, Drew. Appreciate that. Thank you, Drew. I was just trying to do my best uh, Elias impression. <laughs> Silence your cell phone. Shut your mouth. Hold your microphone without your mic stand. Every time it cuts to Brandon, it looks like he's doing this like <laughs> high-tech futuristic stand-up set. <laughs> was, this is really uncomfortable, too. Like, like this. I really wish I had my stand. Yeah, you should have wrote better jokes. <laughs> So guys, so guys, <laughs> you ever go to the bathroom and you see the toilet seat up? <laughs> you know? Sorry. Don't want me just pulling random microphones out my ass. <laughs> what Speaking of Brandon's ass, <laughs> that wasn't a segue. I'm sorry, guys. I got nothing with that one. How do you guys um, feel about Natalia winning this? You think it's going to be a good match or they just got to fill it, time Brandon, until, no, you know? No. No, we were Brandon staying on topic. <laughs> he's awake. He's on topic. The phone no. is silent. Like, what's going on here? I don't know. Brandon, go go to a next topic. Go to a next topic. Oh, uh, next we're topic. Spending okay. a lot too much time on that. We didn't even talk about SmackDown. Yet. Oh, yeah. How about SmackDown, guys? Let's talk some <laughs> SmackDown. SmackDown ratings went up. You know, of course why? they went up. It was a good episode. Vince yeah. was there. Vinny Mac. Well, Vince was Vince even announced for SmackDown though? I don't, you know what? Probably not. I think it was a surprise. No, I'm getting, I'm getting some nod, some uh, not, not nods. What's the opposite of nods? Oh, shaking. Of <laughs> yeah, shaking my head. <laughs> so I'm getting That's some cool. shake of the heads there. Um, 
yeah, Vince was not announced for SmackDown. Um, and he showed up randomly to help your girl Naomi. Actually, she's more my girl than she is your girl, Brandon. You don't like Naomi, do you? No, I like I like Naomi. Okay, so we're in agreement. We we both like Naomi. We actually both like someone for a change. I like uh, her, but like what is her character? She like the avatar of EDM music. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to pay this guy to pump out nicknames because that's great. <laughs> I'm gonna bury you so deep that Dolph Ziggler's career will be your upstairs neighbor. <laughs> Keith, I'll have you know I'm planning on making shirts with that. <laughs> Like, well, here's you like in a parking building. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get ten percent of the royalties. But <laughs> sweet, making big deals. I think so I like uh, Shane. Sorry, no, uh, with the whole not getting the automatic title redemption match. Because let's be real, when do you ever see the champ lose, and then the very next night they call for a rematch? When do you ever see them win? It's just a waste right. of a match. Right. So I like and the I fact like, that they've addressed that. Yeah, and in kayfabe, it also makes losing your championship sting all the more. Whereas, like, you want to keep your title because you you don't have a guarantee that you'll get another shot. Whereas, you know, in the current landscape, it's like, well, if I lose my title, I get to win it back tomorrow night. So, you know, again, all all things in kayfabe. Um, yeah, it just adds more excitement, you know, and, and that goes back to, you know, the fast paced world that we live in now. We don't need to touch back on the feud if it need. We can, but it doesn't need to happen every single time. Uh, so that's good. I like that. I like that, you know, pretty much probably means that AJ Styles and, and um, Daniel Bryan are done and Daniel Bryan can move on to a feud with someone that I was very impressed with this week on SmackDown. Mustafa Ali. Thank you, Keith. Mustafa Ali. Yes. <laughs> Brandon, I'll let you start off on this one. Um, obviously, we we talked last week about Mustafa Ali, but what do you think about him this week on SmackDown? Uh, first of all, he was announced to be an official member of SmackDown Live this week, so he is no longer uh, at least exclusive to 205 Live. He's also on the SmackDown roster, if not away from the 205 Live roster as well. It's pretty crazy, man. I guess they see something in the in the Ali. They're like, "Hey, you know what? Let's bring this guy up, big time him." So now he's big, big leading him. with big uh, leading. yeah with D. Bryan and uh, and AJ Styles. Um, yeah, I mean he, he did pretty good, but I think when he hit his finishing move there at the end, it looked like he hit he killed Daniel Homeboy, yeah, in the face with his knee on the way down, and. Uh, it sounded like on the audio, he was like, sorry, Brian. <laughs> like, I just need you to Oh, yeah, yeah. Me. It was very audible that he was like, sorry, Brian. Yeah, yeah. he got the fuck out of his ribs, it looked like. No, no, his ribs, he like it was even worse. It was like his head. <laughs> it was like, like so, I remember Daniel Bryan just came back from uh, <laughs> head injuries, things like that, lesions on the brain. Great, and, it's out uh, again. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, he just jacks his head into the mat. And, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty scary to watch. I heard, I hear Daniel Bryan's okay. Um, but again, scary to watch because it was just like, oh, we could have lost Brian, you know, again, just in the blink of an eye. What if kind of Mustafa's opening thing, like his first ever big match, he fucking owned Daniel Bryan? <laughs> That'd be awful. Oh, it'd be horrible. Um, and I hope, you know, it doesn't derail any sort of push that he was supposed to be getting. I mean, let's talk about the fact that, you know, forget the real life sense of him hurting Brian there uh, in kayfabe. He, he beat the freaking WWE champion. Like so, people are telling me, "Well, there's not. I don't see a lot of change on the show. It's because you're not looking at the kayfabe aspect of it. In kayfabe, we have a newcomer, a guy who was on 205 Live just two weeks ago, beating the WWE champion. If that doesn't say, if that doesn't scream change, I don't know what does. I think Brian needs to reach inside himself, pull out his inner Randall Keith Orton, and give this guy." The Kofi Kingston treatment. Stupid. Stupid, stupid. Down the card until he learns how to work safer. He's got to slow down. He's moving too fast out there. Do you guys watch what he's talking doing. about? Uh, Randy Orton pretty much put the, the squash on Kofi Kingston's push because Kofi Kingston missed. Uh, he was supposed to like stay down for the punt kick, 
And then he got up and Orton had to RKO him. And the whole time audibly on TV, Orton goes, stupid. Like he's yelling at him. Like he's like, this kid can't work. Poor Kofi. I love Kofi though. He's an awesome character. Uh, let's let's talk about that. Actually, the new day. Uh, did you see when they were all standing and they were giving Paige the goodbye? Uh, Big E was sitting there licking a piece of bread, <laughs> and then Xavier Woods was eating a piece of steak next to Daniel Bryan. <laughs> uh, it was great. It's great stuff from them. They troll probably the best out of anybody in in on the roster. They're so good at it. Are they trying totally agree. the Lucha House Party like the New Day of Raw? Because that's like the vibe I'm getting over there. I, I will not waste my time talking about the Lucha House Party because I've actually... <laughs> I'm not liking the Lucha House Party. Uh, I thought they should have stuck to 205 Live. I did like them on 205 Live, but they're stinking up Raw. Uh, they rectified that this week with the Revival winning the number one contendership. But uh, I was not digging Lucha House rules and all of that crap. That's probably one of the biggest reasons why Raw sucked the past couple of weeks. Noisemaker, my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about the Lucha House party. <laughs> but something you brought up in person: where yeah. it ha- had your boys been, Gallows and Anderson, and voila, back on TV again. It's true. I did say that. I said, "Where the fuck are the good brothers? Where are Gallows and Anderson?" You son of we- brothers. <laughs> so that, then we get um, you know on Tuesday out come the good brothers they haven't been on TV since August and they come out and they make an impact real quick um, I was excited to see that so Brandon's holding up the too sweet guy, Brandon. too sweet everybody too sweet yeah <laughs> that's all too sweet guys that's all too sweet each other too right. sweet. good brothers good brothers good brothers too sweet <laughs> so really happy to see what they're gonna do I'm that's what was I was so critical of. It's it's like I don't think that the tag team divisions were crap. It's just that they had guys that they were not utilizing. You know, we talked about that in person. We were talking about like you can only see the Usos versus the Bar versus the New Day so many times. It's not that the teams suck. It's just that we want some variety here. Um, so they're shaking things up. Hopefully, the tag division um, it just blows up. We got heavy machinery coming in as well, so that should be a good addition. Um, I think we, I see a bar and um, Good Brother feud. I feel like a that would be like a solid feud. Those guys are all funny. They'd be able to work together and be funny together. You just ghosted <laughs> us. Yeah, <laughs> just big league me, Kenny. I just big league you, bro. I, I didn't even yeah. I didn't appreciate your opinion. You don't like uh, the bar? No, no, I like the bar, bro. I uh, the bar the bar is good. It's just I'm kind of sick of the bar as a team. I like them as individuals. Um. But at the same time, I hear rumors that Sheamus, you know, is nearing the end of his career. So maybe that's why they're working together. Um, I like the big show actually being added to the bar. And then they were just like, all right, we're not going to do that. And they took him out real quick. And he face turned the big bar, (laughs) the big bar. (laughs) I'm going to make a prediction, though. I think uh, with this possibly forming of The Miz and Shane McMahon, I totally feel like they're going to win the titles at some point, whether they drop them the next night or whatever, but they're totally going to win at some point in the next couple weeks. I agree with that. When you have the Miz, who was the top heel on SmackDown for a while, just killing it, working with a McMahon, uh, that screams money all right there. And uh, can we talk about the fact that the Miz is very obviously a baby face now? Yeah. Does he seem like he's turned in there? He does. (laughs) Sorry, I was looking at Carl Anderson's wife. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, she's pretty hot. Um, she's anyway, Asian. Yeah. First of all, um, stop look, looking at hashtag hot Asian wife and start answering sorry. my question, please. Uh, yeah, look, Miz's money. I love Miz. Whatever he does, uh, heal her face. Um, I guess is good change. I mean, he's been doing the heel thing for a little while, so I, I don't see any problem with him. You know, going face for a little bit. Um, I guess we'll see where it goes from here, but. I'm excited about it. Maybe if they're going to give him the tag titles for a little bit, have him do a little run with uh, Shane O'Mac. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they team up pretty soon. Hint, hint. The last person who was talking about Carl Anderson's wife on Twitter, he yeah. got into a huge altercation via via the Twitterverse. <laughs> and they basically got owned by Anderson. 
Yeah, yeah I, I would love that actually if, if that happened to Brandon. What the fuck is Keith doing? <laughs> I'm moving shit around. <laughs> <laughs> He's shaking things up, guys. I'm yeah. shaking things up. He's doing the shake up you thought was going to happen on Raw. With See your my prediction. Old shirt, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what? You thought uh, AJ Styles was going to Raw. I did. <laughs> I thought that was the shakeup, but I mean, we got NXT call up, so that works out. What the fuck? <laughs> was that a strawberry? No, it's a it's just, No, no, that's a strawberry for the sake of this podcast. <laughs> it's a succulent? It's a collection of succulents. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm so sick of seeing the New Day versus the bar. I'm really done with that. Yeah, seriously. Um, but luckily, that's changing. Um, I mean, from what we've seen, right? So uh, I think we're pretty much happy with the direction of the tag team division. Um, so did anyone see Ronda Rousey's tights at uh, TLC? Uh, people were talking about how they look like um, Chris Benoit's old gear. <laughs> uh. Keith, every time you're on the podcast, I mentioned Chris Benoit, so I don't know what's going on. You mean Steve Mongo McMichael, baby? It's Mongo, baby. <laughs> Oh, that's like the greatest line from that episode, by the way. You can actually, spoiler alert, you can actually hear me giggle right after (laughs) Keith says the name Chris Benoit because I already know what line I'm going to do as soon as he's finished talking. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, Brandon, I'm going to hit you with the impromptu right now. All right. Since it was a big week in wrestling, at least I feel so, Raw and SmackDown, ratings up, impromptu, don't sleep on it segment. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, don't sleep on Ronda Rousey's tights. Right? <laughs> She's looking really good and whatever they got her wearing right now. I'm a fan of it. I think Becky Lynch stole her underwear. That's what it's saying here. <laughs> oh, yeah. on, the, on Twitter, that was the yeah. exchange I was talking about where Lars La- Sullivan actually... what Keith, why do I see like your inner thigh and leg right now on camera? No one can see that at home. <laughs> right, but. So I was trying to put out my cigarette and I flipped <laughs> Uh, I flicked the ember into a cloth chair, and so I had to jump to go put the ember. <laughs> I'm listening to Brandon talk. All I see is inner thigh. <laughs> that not what you normally see when you talk to Brandon, <laughs> right? Don't sleep on that ember that was burning the cloth chair. Yeah, I almost had my own ember moon going on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That's kind of gears, guys. kid. <laughs> I was going to say thank you, guys. That means you actually listening to the podcast. So, um, <laughs> so speaking of podcast, I got a package here. I'm going to cover up the address. I got a package here. Today. Huh? Is that fan mail? No, 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 no. It was uh, from another podcast, very popular one. Do you see where it says "Do not bend"? <laughs> what do you notice? It's like completely shit bent to shit, right? Oh my god. <laughs> So this was actually a package from Mr. Sean Mooney. Do you remember the announcer, uh, 90s announcer, Mr. Sean Mooney in the WWF? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Anyway, Sean Mooney from early 90s WWF sent me a package. Has an autograph in it, actually, from none other than the Shockmaster. So my take on the situation, it wasn't supposed to be bent, right? So it's completely bent to shit, as you can see. But a lot of things regarding the Shockmaster that weren't supposed to happen happened anyway. So this wasn't supposed to get bent, but here it is. I'm just going to run with it, just like WCW did. It's a metaphor. <laughs> right. It's a metaphor for the Shockmaster right here. So Now it's going to anyway. start doing construction. <laughs> He's going to wear a construction <laughs> hat. Oh, Fred Ottman actually commented on my post earlier about it. Uh, so thank you for that. Fred Ottman is the man who played the Shockmaster, if you don't know. Tugboat. Tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> also, guys, before I forget, we are on the road to getting 500 followers on our Instagram. And we're trying to do so before Christmas. I'm looking at our Instagram right now. So if you can help us get there, 
I mean, we went up what, like 50 followers just today alone after I said that. So the power of the internet guys, instant gratification. Yeah. Instant gratification. Lust in your eyes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Don't sleep on Shinsuke Nakamura's blue outfit. Oh my God. (laughs) He's looking pretty, pretty good. I don't even want to talk about Shinsuke Nakamura only because I'm such a fan of his and they're not doing anything with him and it's just really pissing me off. Uh, the blue is a metaphor for what I feel about Shinsuke Nakamura right now. Or Brandon's balls. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of social media. So big, uh, so oh big. my God. <laughs> so speaking of social media, I actually posted uh, a clip uh, two clips actually of a jobber at the time in the WWF. His name is Chris Hamrick. Um, and he's just diving outside the ropes and taking the bump from hell. So go check that out on the Instagram. Uh, got to have a little chat with Chris Hamrick on the comments there. Uh, so go check that out. He actually commented on it and basically said, it's kind of cool to have a bump named after you. Uh, so more to come with Chris Hamrick in the future. Yeah, it was cool how he mentioned too that like he said Owen really liked that bump. Yeah, that was actually really cool of him. He he said literally, hey, check that check how Owen turns around and looks at me, that he was a really big fan of that bump. So uh I mean I said it on the on the post, but the coolest thing about this podcast is that I have freaking Sean Mooney sending me pictures. I have Chris Hamrick telling me inside about Owen Hart. So I'm getting to learn the business just by having this podcast. Brandon. What have I learned about the business? Yes. Not a whole lot, but <laughs> I feel like I'm learning stuff every time we do these episodes from you fine people. There's a lot of knowledge in this podcast, excluding me. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for moving the Starbucks cup. I don't see it behind you anymore. I do see the Windex, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the iron's in front of it right now. What were I'm, you ironing? And uh, at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I had to iron some pants up before I went out. They were a little wrinkly. You had to start just throw some pants. I'm literally waiting for his mom to walk through that door. <laughs> and Brandon, you're being too loud. <laughs> you're gonna have it. Lyrics. <laughs> you're gonna have it at any minute, guys. This is what uh, this is the fear I live in. <laughs> Go home show. What should we touch on? Each other? <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> I beat I beat you off to it. Yes, you did. Uh, dude. <laughs> A throwback to earlier about that fucking long ass women's gauntlet match, dude. <laughs> Bailey, the part where Bailey hurt her leg, I was like, God damn it! I'm about to have to watch Bailey big dog her way through the rest of this match with this hurt leg, and she, I'm just like, big she's dog. Gonna she's gonna win. Yeah, she's gonna go full Roman and win that <laughs> shit with the hurt leg. And then thank God someone got her out of there. Dude, Is first off, don't ever negative talk with my man Roman Reigns. <laughs> we got two. We got two Roman lovers on this podcast That's and right, two dude. Roman haters. I'll let you figure out who's who. Yeah, I'm a fun. Spoiler alert, me and Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of you and Brandon, shut the hell up, Brandon. Um, (laughs) I said it in the beginning of the podcast, and I want a damn explanation before we go off air. You texted me on Monday, and you said, hey, man, can't make it over for Raw. I'm going to have to DVR it, blah, 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 blah. In what world did I invite you over to watch Raw? You know what? You didn't. But I was like, you know what? This guy is a professional guy. I'm gonna preempt, you know, his possible text to be like, "Hey, right. you coming over?" You on something that like exist. Yeah. Well, I figured you know that way. If you wanted to watch it live, you'd have plenty of time because you knew ahead of time I was falling out. So you're just a some. You just assume that I want you over every time I watch wrestling. How do you know I didn't have plans on Monday? You Which I did. Prob- yeah, you were probably you know taking care of the, the fam. So I apologize. But you still bailed anyway. It actually broke my heart worse that you bailed when I didn't invite you over than if I had invited you over. It's almost as bad as you coming to my house, me handing you a soda, and then you pocketing it and leaving. 
<laughs> Did that happen? A hundred percent happened. I, I think it was like episode three or something. Like, go listen. Like, I I hand the man a soda, and he pockets it, thanks me for it, and then leaves with it. Wait, put you put a soda in your pocket? Yeah, because I mean, I was I didn't need it like right then. Just drink this later. Because he gave me the soda. Wait, you might have to run that back because it was like audio was like cutting out like crazy. <clears throat> so run it back from your part, Brandon. Uh, so I put the soda in my pocket because I, I was like, you know, later. And so I left with it. But he's like, you stole my next day. What is going on? <laughs> is it like cutting out like horribly for yes, you to do? Yes. Yeah. Like the sound of it combined with Brandon with the holding the mic. <laughs> All right. One more time, Brandon. All right. So he gave me the soda and I put. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, four times the charm. After I have to run it back. <laughs> gave me the soda. He gave me the soda. <laughs> you know what? I can just drink this later. So I went home with it. Hey, he was like, hey, you stole my soda. Oh my god. Your your audio keeps cutting out, so I'm not even gonna try anymore. It's like every time uh, it's soda, it's like <laughs> it's it's like the Lord Jesus Christ Himself doesn't want to hear your lies, so He's cutting out the <laughs> He's cutting out every time you lie. It's like you're you're having a sensor hit like right then and there. That's like the fourth time you've tried to explain it, and yet we can't hear it. So it's like I, 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 yeah, I think we just don't want to hear you. I think my mic might. Have Oh, now we're having technical difficulties. Brandon, what's wrong with your hardwire internet? Greatest episode ever. Brandon <laughs> can't talk. <laughs> Brandon, talk. Brandon, can you hear us? <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Brandon, Kenny, you I'm can just... say whatever you want. I know. Brandon, I'm just going to mute you so that I don't, and finish out the episode, all right? Just so... Dude, what okay. is that mic? I'm like so bewildered by it. So the greatest thing ever has happened right now. Uh, you can't see it, but we can. Brandon's audio is no longer working. Um, so he's waving his hands frantically. He's laughing. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get our attention. But we get to actually have a podcast without Brandon. So uh, we're going to wrap this thing up without, without Brandon. And uh, Keith... Drew, I, I really want to thank you for coming on. Man, this sounds so weird. I don't have like a, uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool in the background. And it's like, it's almost like throwing me off right now. I don't even know how to end the, end the episode. Yeah, we're, we were like in the middle of don't sleep. And then Brandon went to sleep. Brandon's microphone went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon, thanks for that professional podcast he's like you know what if my phone can't go off during the podcast he's like my mic will <laughs> <laughs> it's great because i can see his reactions right now he's like laughing like as i'm saying this stuff wait brandon is that your mother right behind you <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry guys you can't see any of this but again i wanted to thank my two guests uh keith and drew Guys, you did a phenomenal job. Brandon's shaking his mic and choking it as we speak. <laughs> but any final thoughts, guys, before we go off air? Drew, you first? You want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, you go first. You go first. Uh, I'm excited for change. It's cool to see the McMahons taking charge. It was also really funny to hear, uh, hear them say the McMahon family and see Triple H up there. He's clearly a Helmsley. I don't that's glossed over. He's married in, damn it. <laughs> what do the Helmsleys think? But yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see change. Um, I hope Corbin doesn't go away. I do like Baron Corbin as a bad guy. He obviously has a lot of heat right now 
and the fan i think the fans kind of like at least me like i do have a little sympathy for him i think the fans like him as a bad guy and um yeah i'm excited to see the women's stuff too hopefully no more 40 minute burners but <laughs> overall I, I enjoyed this raw and i enjoyed smackdown but to a lesser extent true I'm just enjoying Brandon trying to talk into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, guys, just so you know, uh, you can't see it, uh, but Brandon is like really frantically trying to talk and get his microphone working before the episode ends. And uh, it's just really funny to watch. I'm surprised Keith kept a straight face while saying all his stuff because it's Brandon's just sitting there like. <laughs> yeah, so I just roll the back of my head and it's just like wrestling stuff. And then. That's- I'm literally I'm putting my thumb up to his face so I can't see him. <laughs> um, but I thought both episodes were good. Changes obviously do need to be made, and I think it was cool. A lot of things we've talked about, like what people want to see, they kind of brought some of that out. Like we got to see Gallows and Anderson wrestle. We got to see the revival not being a laughing joke, losing to Lucha House Party. Uh, they actually have a title shot because they are the real tag team of the division is what they keep saying. Um, I think it was cool to kind of, as wrestling fans, you know, you kind of get into the whole, oh, I hate Baron Corbin because he's doing his job, but it's cool to see them turn around and do the same things to him that he was doing to everybody else. If he was in a match and he started losing, he was like, oh, grab the microphone and, I'm making this a no disqualification match at the last second. So it was pretty cool to see them in a way touching base with that. That goes back to what Keith was saying, which is like, you knew that, you know, Austin eventually would get the best of McMahon. And it's, so it's always good to see the heel character, you know, get his comeuppance and answer for his sins. Uh, and that's what Baron Corbin did. And that's why I like that segment um, myself because, you know, he, he would have done that to the to the baby faces and he got it done to him so that's pretty cool um but in wrapping up again guys i wanted to thank you uh please go to teespring.com slash akenny for your thoughts and uh go ahead and order our shirts guys we have shirts now so drew was the uh, the first order so he might be wearing that to a the next event i won't say what yet it might it rhymes with uh foil fumble <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to let you touch base on that, but yes, I will so be in we were, Phoenix. We were actually planning on having Drew on an episode after the Rumble, uh, but I wanted him on an episode so bad, especially since I knew Brandon's mic would cut out. So I was like, I got to have this guy on, so I'm not just talking to myself. Brandon's sitting there throwing up his arms. Uh, he doesn't know what to do at this point. Um but anyway, we'll touch on that on another episode. Uh, I did want to thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for listening to episode 15 of the Kenny for your thoughts podcast, the podcast where Brandon just got replaced as a co-host. Uh, listen to us on YouTube, <laughs> on Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google play music, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere that you get your audio podcasts. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Can he fool your thoughts? Hey, 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 guys, I think I got my mic working. Hello? Guys? Guys? Hello?